All right, all right, all right. Um, welcome back, guys. Welcome to the Barely Bearable Podcast. This is episode... I think this is episode 89. Is this right? Hold on one second. Yeah, I I was definitely wrong. It's episode 79. I was 10 episodes off. But hey, we're almost there. We're almost fucking there. Um, welcome back, guys. Um, it's been... I think it's been a full week. Let's see what we got here. Um, I cannot stop thinking about the submarine. I guess the, the submarine went on a voyage. Is that what you say, a voyage? Hold on, i got to close this door because there's a ghost in my room and it keeps opening and closing my door. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Um, So, there was a ghost in my room. <laughs> um, so, I shut the door. Um, So, back to the, sub- the submarine. I can't stop thinking about this. There's five people trapped on a submarine next to the Titanic, apparently. So, for $250,000, you could go on a makeshift submarine yeah i'm saying makeshift because there's some things that don't make sense on the submarine so you can go on the submarine and check out the titanic and by the way the titanic is located two miles below sea level is that i don't know if i'm saying it correctly it's two miles from the surface that's what i'm trying to say and um that's really far down there's no sunlight and i believe it's uh the temperatures are 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 just below freezing down there. So they basically had 97 hours of air. And as of right now, they have less than 24 hours of oxygen left on the submarine, which is crazy. On board, there is a 19-year-old, his father, who's a, a, biz, a businessman. I don't know if he's a billionaire, but there's another billionaire on the submarine, a captain who doesn't know his ass from his elbow. And I say that because this submarine is being steered, hear me out, by a PlayStation remote control that's powered by Bluetooth. Bluetooth. The same Bluetooth that doesn't hook up to your headphones when you're at the gym. Those, that Bluetooth. The Bluetooth that you try to hook up your your car to your phone, that Bluetooth. The one that doesn't work always, yeah. So I am not comfortable being two miles below sea level with something connected to Bluetooth because something is going to go wrong. It's just rich people being bored. Go to the French Riviera, rent a yacht. No, you have to go see the Titanic two miles below sea level. And it's just, I think it's so irresponsible of the captain and also the people, the participants doing it. It's like, wouldn't you do a little more research about this? But granted, this guy, who's texting me? Oh, hey, Jeff. Jeff. And yes, I'm aware that they did this a year ago. But when you think about planes take off every day, every minute hundreds of thousands of flights if that a day so we know how to fly a plane not we but you know what i'm saying it it happens every day how often do people use submarines and how often are you going two miles below sea level oh and then (laughs) there's the billionaire stepson who is not on the submarine but he was at a blink 182 concert in san diego and he posted 
he posted to Facebook, and I'm going to read it. He's at a Blink-182 concert, and he wrote, It might be disrespectful being here, but my family would want me to be at the Blink-182 concert show. Um, it's my favorite band, and music helps me with difficult times. Exclamation point, black heart, prayer emoji, and he is smiling with a way too tight shirt outside of a Blink-182 concert. So then... Um, so then obviously Cardi B chimes in. Cardi B's talking about it. And she's basically like shaming him that he is at a Blink-182 concert. She's like, you should be home consoling your mother, crying, not at a concert, and blah, blah, blah. And she goes off. She's upset over it. And she's not the only one. Everyone in his comments are talking about it. And then he responds to Cardi B. He says, what a piece of shit, trashy celeb Cardi B trying to get clout off of my family's suffering. I went to a Blink-182 concert for coping rather than sitting at home watching the news. Shame on you, Cardi. Get some class. I mean, he has to have realized that the internet is going to be commenting on him if you post. He shouldn't have posted. It's just the world we live in. If he didn't post, he would not be dragged into this and been, you know, talking about it. I think it's different. Like, let's say he went out to dinner and people shamed him for that. I think that's different. But he went to a literal concert. He shouldn't have done that. Or if he did, he shouldn't have posted about it. I think he's a little dum-dum for that. I also don't think he's playing with a full deck of cards. Hence the tight shirt and the weird smile. Uh, that's all I'm saying about that. Then someone posted he was DMing a like an OnlyFans model the same week. It's like I hope everyone survives this, but after this, we need more information on this messy stepson. <laughs> like he he clearly does not care. He does not care because he's gonna get a lot of money if his stepfather dies. I'm assuming, but. It's just a whole messy situation. So that's what I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, he. I don't think he should be posting. Or if he does go to the concert, don't be posting. I should probably say, as of right now, they ran out of oxygen. I'm recording this the next day now. Today is Thursday, uh, June 22nd at 12.30 p.m. And as of 6 a.m. this morning, they supposedly ran out of oxygen. Um, it is really dark that they're probably dead. It's a real dark way to die. It's a very slow death. So apparently this submarine is smaller than a minivan with five people in it. And there's not enough room to stretch out. And there's no, there's only one little place to use a bathroom and I'm sure it's already filled is messy it's pitch black the air is thick they've been breathing the same air for hours it's freezing because there's no power on the submarine oh and not to mention they have limited food and water so they they're probably super dehydrated and it must smell so bad from just like bo stress sweat i'm sure they're throwing up from passing out from who knows what and just and they're probably going to the bath i mean it's probably so awful it's so scary because 
you know you're going to die. You have to know you're going to die. It's just, that's probably the worst way to go. And hashtag new fear unlocked. Seriously. So one more thing. I heard that they might be actually in the Titanic. Like the submarine fell into the Titanic and it's tangled in something. That's what someone was telling me. But as of right now, they don't know where they are and they're trying to find them and most likely they're dead but and I cannot believe how don't get me wrong I love to joke about everything but I cannot believe how ruthless the internet is right now with this like they're just making fun of them this is probably the worst way to die and people are just having a field day with this it's it's crazy I think that people are having a field day with it because it's a rich person problem like, they're only in this situation because they're rich. That's what I'm assuming. But um, either way, they didn't deserve this. And I feel like it's fucked up. It's too early to joke about right now. Like, it's literally happening in real time. They're dying at the moment. So it's just, it's kind of fucked up in my opinion. But like I said, we joke about stuff. I have a fucked up sense of humor too. But it's too early. It is too early. Too early. Okay, one more thing. Apparently, one of the billionaire's friends was supposed to be on this expedition, but he pulled out last minute because of safety concerns. He wrote, I found out they used old scaffolding poles for the submarines. Uh, what's a ballast? I'm not sure what that is. Um, I guess it's something on the submarine. But either way, there should no, not be old scaffolding poles anywhere on this thing. And he wrote, and its controls were based off computer game style controllers. I'm no longer able to go on this thing. I asked for a refund after being less than convinced. Boy, I bet you he is happy he didn't go on that. You know, I, I, I'm putting myself in their situation like before, before this all. And like, if I had the money, would I do it? Probably if, if I had the money to do it and I, and it was a successful, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a really cool thing to do. It really does. But, um, I would want so many safety, safety measures in place. Like I would want the submarine attached on a cable to a boat, like a two mile cable. Cause God forbid something happens like this. You could just get pulled up, you know, but, um, now I would never do that. Never do that. How often do you hear about submarines? Ever. I mean, the last time I heard about a submarine was the Beatles song, The Yellow Submarine. Anyway. Anyway, I digress, but let's, I, I hope they're alive. Oh, I went to Seattle last week. I, um, I had to bring back my great aunt, Vera. I had to bring her back to San Diego. And I hate San Diego. I, I don't I, I don't like it. So I dropped her off, literally got off the plane, wheeled her to a to a she had an escort. That sounds like a prostitute. No, she had like a person to wheel her outside of the airport to bring her to my cousin because I had to jump on a plane to Seattle. And um oh my god how I cried. I cried hysterically because I was thinking this might be the last time I see her. She's 92 as of now. Um, her birthday was a couple of days ago. And um, 
man, I cried hysterical. Then when they were when she, this lady was wheeling her away, I saw her white little cotton candy head, like leaving the airport, and I cried. I cried hysterically, and I um, I had no time, so I had to run and get like a chicken sandwich. I'll get to that in a minute, but okay. So my options were staying in San Diego, going back to New York, or going to L.A. So I was like, I don't want to go. I was just in L.A. I just saw all my friends. I'm like, let me do something else. So I went to Seattle, back to the chicken sandwich. This chicken sandwich was horrible. It was. I was eating it at the San Diego airport, and it was the bread was almost like a memory foam mattress from the Casper store. It was awful and that the chicken just tasted off but like i said i was traveling i had to take two flights to seattle and i had no time so i was like let me eat this then i was like oh i took like two bites and i was like this is not gonna be good so i was right and i had diarrhea all week i mean all week i had diarrhea i just i had to find a bathroom every fucking couple of hours to just pee out of my ass essentially so i am suing the san diego airport for ruining my vacation i did come back skinnier than i did before so maybe it's a blessing in disguise but i had diarrhea the whole trip so get to sandy i'm sorry i get to seattle thursday at like five i go to eat and then i literally go back to i go to sleep oh i haven't i have an airbnb by the way and the host, they're so weird. They're like that that type of white, you know, the white with the blue eye. They're white people with blue eyes, very pale skin, blonde hair. They, I felt like they were gonna try to convert me to their religion or something. Like I felt off, but then I realized um, the house smelled like weed. So when I met him, he was. I think I caught him off guard. But like, I mean, like you know, I was renting a room in your house. Um, you know, staying in your house. And it was just so awkward. And I felt like he or his wife were were going in my room when I left. They gave me a key to my room with a lock on it and stuff. I mean, the lock on the door and stuff, obviously a key, duh. Um, But I would, I didn't even lock it because I'm like, they obviously have a key, another key to it. So whatever. And like all my expensive shit I have on me, like my watch, my prescription sunglasses like what are they gonna steal um so i would leave and i would shut the lights off and i would come home and the lights would be on so i'm like that's creepy but then again like what are they gonna sniff my dirty underwear go off king if that's what you're into i'm here for it i did sleep with my suitcase in front of my door just in case i don't know like i i had a weird feeling i'm like i would wake up and go huh I, would, I kept thinking they were, like, over my bed staring at me, trying to push the religion on me or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was concerned that I was going to walk out of there a Scientologist, and ain't nobody got time for that. I don't want to be in a cult. I'm not. I can't. I have ADD. I don't think I would be good in a cult. I don't know if you can if you have ADD. I will look that up. <laughs> but, no, um... I was creeped out for sure. And it was my first time in an Airbnb. I've never been on my own to an Airbnb. I I think I have been with friends. We rented a house. So I guess I have been. But this is a different experience because I was renting an actual 
bedroom, not the whole house. So that was weird having the owner there. So it's a, it's a different experience. Let me tell you, I probably wouldn't do it again. But then again, I did save $1,300. So maybe I would. I can't do math. So I woke up probably 6 a.m. or maybe 5 a.m. Seattle time. And I start my day. So I went to a coffee. First, I went to the the troll. There's a, a troll statue under a bridge. It's from 10 Things I Hate About You. So obviously, I had to do that. I did that at like 7 a.m. Then I went to a coffee shop right near the statue. So I went in. I saw a homeless man outside the coffee shop, and he just looked so sad. And I look at him, and I go, do you want anything in here? And he looks at me, and he was like, yes. And his eyes just lit up. And um, we walk in. And I hold the door open for him, and the the owner he must be the owner of the store. He looked like so annoyed, and he goes, "Like what? What do you need?" And I was like, "Can I have two large black coffees?" And he looks at me and goes, "We don't have coffee. We have americanos." I go, "Americanos." And he was so rude. He was mumbling something under his breath, and um, I I was gonna say something, but I was like, "No, just let it slide." whatever, because I was going to just not, I was going to walk out after he poured it and told him to go fuck himself. But this homeless man really wanted his coffee. So I gave him his coffee and he looks at me and he goes, thank you, man. And I made his day. It really made his day. And the owner was such a cunt. Uh, let me look up the coffee place. Millstead and Co. in Seattle. Do not go there. I, I also don't know if it was the owner that was rude to me, but he sure was acting like he owns the place. Let me tell you, he was very rude, and his glasses were crooked, so he needs to go back into Warby Parker, and they're going to adjust his glasses for him, because maybe that's why he's so upset. Anyway, the coffee wasn't even good, so I was disappointed with the coffee. Anyway, I went to all the stuff. I went to Pike Place Market, which is like the famous market in Seattle. It was so cool. And then I, from there, I went to the Glass Museum. There's an artist that... They, he does really cool stuff with glass. From the glass museum, I went to the Museum of Pop Culture. And from the Museum of Pop Culture, I went to... What did I do from there? I went to a park. And so I was done with everything by like 12 p.m. I did everything. And I, I had two meals, too. So Seattle... You could do all of it in six hours or less, I'm telling you. So it was very beautiful, and the people, most of the people were nice, and I didn't have a meal alone. Like, I would sit at a bar, and people were super friendly, and I I was talking to people. A lot of them were tourists, but they were pretty cool. I met this awful girl from Miami. I, oh, sometimes you talk to people, and you realize, oh, you, you're terrible. You're like an awful person. Um, she goes, what are you eating? I was like, oh, this is crab cake Benedict. It's great. She goes, it looks so good, but I live in Miami and fat girls on a beach is not a good look. And she said that to me and I was like, that's so cringe to say. And she had like a Kim Kardashian accent, you know, that Valley girl kind of accent. Like she was putting on a fake like Paris Hilton accent. It was very odd. And like, I was sitting next to a guy in his fifties. Like he was probably in his sixties, actually an older man who was a pilot, really nice. So I was sitting on the right, he was sitting in the middle and she was sitting to the left of him. 
and I was just like, the vibe just changed immediately. Me and him were having a great conversation. He was, he was telling me about his divorce. I loved it. Loved to hear it. And then she comes in and talks to us. I feel like in a way she was fishing for compliments to be like, no, no, Sabrina, you could eat that. You're so skinny. Sabrina, you're so pretty. But I, I did not give her that. I was like, oh, well, you have to live, don't you? I wish I kind of, I was gentle on her. I wish I was more of a bitch. Like, who says that? She annoyed me. Oh, and then she was like, I'm here for a fashion show. And she was like, really bragging about this fashion show. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, who the fuck has a fashion show in Seattle? Like, even LA is questionable. When there's a fashion show going on in LA, I'm like, okay, who is it? Yeah, you know, so I, I think she was trying to impress us, but it didn't work. She just annoyed me. And I ate quickly and I left. I dipped so fast. And then when I was leaving, I didn't say bye to her, but she said, have a nice trip, sir. I felt like that was kind of shade. Then I'm like, is she saying I look old? I was like self-conscious when I walked away. When she said, sir, is she implying that I look older than I am? (laughs) She sucked. So then I was on Hinge and Tinder trying to meet people. And I met a guy who was really nice and, um, like I said, I was super like sick, so I had to be near a toilet. So one night we had plans to go to the gay bars in Seattle and I was like super excited. But then I, I ate dinner and I came home and I'm like, I my stomach is making all types of noises. I'm leaking out of every hole. Like I need to stay here because I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh or sneeze and accidentally shit myself. So I Told them, I was like, hey, I'm not feeling very well. I'm going to stay in. I was like, let's reschedule for tomorrow. And in my head, I'm like, this dude probably thinks I, A, I don't exist, or B, I'm just ghosting him. I don't know. So he was a really nice dude. So we ended up meeting the next day. We went to Starbucks Reserve, which is like, what I don't even know what it is. It's like a high-end Starbucks. They have a bar there. They have things that are not on the menu at a regular Starbucks. And it was huge. So that was pretty cool. I met him. He was really nice. There was no like sexual attention between us or anything like that. So that was pretty cool. I felt like a friend vibe immediately. So then um, I told him, I was like, I got to be honest with you. Like, I'm not still not feeling well from yesterday. And he was like, oh shit, what'd you eat? And I told him about my chicken sandwich from the San Diego airport. Ever do it again. I'm not going to ever do it again. So then, where did he take me from there? Oh, he goes, I want to show you something cool. We could drive to it. And I'm like, is this where you kill me? He's like, you keep bringing up true crime. Maybe you'll kill me. I'm like, touche, touche, plot twist. So then um, we go for a walk. Oh, this is the best part. We have our Starbucks drinks. And I can't get a coffee because if I do, I will... It will not end well. So I got an iced decaffeinated tea. Like, who am I? I never get that. So then we're walking. I'm like, oh my God, we passed the Eagle. The Eagle is like this gay bar in every major city. And it could be really fun or it could be really seedy. It depends. So we walk in. It's like 4 p.m. or so. We walk in with our Starbucks drinks. And the guy in the bar goes, oh, you can't come in here with that. And I'm like, 
we can't we can't bring our Starbucks drinks in, but I've seen people fucking on the dance floor. Copy. I got it. So we, we left and then we we went walking and there was some sort of bike race going on. Then we he showed me a really cool viewpoint of Seattle. And that was cool. Then from there, we I saw this tree. It was a very huge tree with really cool trunks. And I, I tried to get up and I couldn't get up. I felt like a, a pug trying to jump on a bed. So he literally picked me up and put me on the, the tree, which was so romantic. Very nice guy. And I'm pretty sure he hurt his back from that. But then from there, where did we do? Oh, he goes, you know, Bruce Willis died. I was like, uh, no, he didn't. He goes, yeah, he, his grave is over here. I was like, no, like he he's definitely still alive, Bruce Willis. He's like, oh my god, I meant Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was buried next to this park uh, in a cemetery, so naturally we went over there, and um, he showed me that, which is pretty cool. And then we went to um, a sushi place. Nothing happened. It was cool, and I went home. Then I went on my flight, Seattle. It's very nice, but very boring. Oh, this one thing I wanted to talk about. I completely forgot to mention this. I was talking to a lady on my plane to Seattle, and she was really cool, and she was giving me all the the places to go to dinner and lunch and sights to see. And she goes, you got to go to Discovery Park. I was like, awesome. I wrote that on my list. And keep in mind, earlier that week, I went to Olympic Park, which is on the water, it's a, there's all these huge statues. It's pretty cool. So I decide I'm going to start my day at Discovery Park. So I, I get dressed. I wear Nikes, like not hiking shoes. I wear nice sh- shorts. I wear, I'm not, I look like I'm going to a beach town. I'm not ready for a hike. Keep in mind. So where <laughs> I'm in the Uber, it takes quite some time to get there and we're going up a mountain going up a mountain going up a mountain it feels like a mountain and it's I don't see any cars any signs of life we're driving up and all of a sudden there's like a path on the side of the road and we pull over and he goes we're here I'm like what he goes oh we're here you just the hike starts here you just go through that path I was like um I this is how people get murdered. I said, I was like, I was not anticipating this. I thought it was literally like Olympic park. I, there's no one here. And it was like, um, I was like, can, I'm going to change my location. He goes, yeah, just do it in the app. Of course I have no service on this mountain. So I'm panicking, but the guy was so nice. He turned the car around. We went down the mountain and I, it took me a minute to get service. Then from there, I, took it to the aquarium i was like i'm not i'm not hiking i i i did not i was not ready for this i, I was so panicked but i ended up spending 80 dollars on that uber it was a mess and then i it was crazy because i went to a restaurant that day and i got a bunch of stuff i was treating myself and i got a mocktail because i'm not drinking at the moment i got 21 dollar crab cakes and i got a $25 seafood dish of some sort. So then the bill comes and this 20% is circled and he goes, oh, 
Seattle is rolling out this new 20% charge for the barbacks, the people in the back, the kitchen staff, and it's for the front desk person, like the hostess. So I was like, okay. So he goes, this is not including my tip. So in addition to that, I had to pay 20% for a tip for my waiter. He was a great guy. He had nothing to do with this. So I paid 60 something and then plus all the other tips, I ended up spending $104 on lunch and I wasn't anticipating that. So I was pissed, but then they were like, well, it says it in the front. I go front of what? They go by the smoking sign. I go by the smoking sign. Huh? And I'm trying not to be cunty, but I'm annoyed over this. Because I wasn't anticipating spending $104 for lunch. So it wasn't even that good. I was so annoyed over it. But I felt like a Karen. So I was like, it's not your waiter's fault. I tipped in 20%. Don't worry. And I'm going to read the fine print next time I go to a restaurant and be like, yo, do you guys charge a 20% breathing fee? Oh, you, you do? Okay. Later. Later, queen. What else? I highly suggest doing a solo trip. I had so much fun and met some cool people. And yeah, I was supposed to be in Italy this week, actually. I was going to book a trip, but then I decided not to because I don't know what's going on for work. Like right now, I literally just applied for unemployment because my job isn't coming back at the moment. Well, it's coming back probably mid-July or even August with this writer's strike. So... I don't know what's going on. So I thought it would be irresponsible if I went to Italy, but at the same time, YOLO, but I couldn't do it. But anyway, little D's, we learned so much. Go on a solo trip. And if you have a lot of money, don't spend $250,000 to go two miles below sea to see the Titanic on a makeshift submarine with with things on it from a hardware store controlled by a PlayStation remote control. And yeah, bye guys. Ugh.